Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Terran and Lido will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Hapa podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm good. Uh, I'm here. I'm ready. We're recording late night, so it's American Ninja Warrior after dark tonight, right? <laughs> yes, truly after dark. <laughs> Lita is literally sitting in the dark. All my lamps are gone. They're in my new apartment. I have no lighting in this room. Yes. So it's going to get it's going to get raunchy here on the American Ninja Warrior podcast. Very, very raunchy. Uh, I've had a busy few days. So uh, we're just we're just like a day or two late. I don't know how I don't know when the show airs. Yeah. I mean, given that we've literally never been late with our coverage before, I'm sure people are really mad. Never. Um. But we're sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so let's see. We're here to talk about episode ten of American Ninja Warrior season ten, and uh, we're here in Indianapolis for the city finals. Yes, that's true. Which you know now is different than Minneapolis. It, uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but this time they couldn't get the Colts cheerleaders. Just the IU cheerleaders are here. So. I feel like we've downgraded from the qualifiers. I, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know the the <laughs> the rank and file of cheerleaders. I would say NFL is definitely above. I mean, I, I think that it's similar to rank and file of the sport that they cheer for. But professional so. is above college usually. Well, uh, this is the better episode for the ninjas to be on. This is the higher quality ninjas they get on the city final episode. Um, whether or not the uh, cheerleaders are higher quality. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, not to bash IU. Fun fact about me, I almost went to Indiana University. And I have a shirt from there that you'll see all over my Instagram because they sent it to me when I got in. It was really nice. And it almost convinced me to go there. Those those marketing campaigns <laughs> so devious. You always want to go to the place that sends you the nicest free stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I really liked it there. Big Ten All School, right. your favorite conference. Yes. Well, uh, let's talk about the city finals course here. It starts with the archer steps, this new first obstacle for the city finals courses. Uh, then it's going to be followed up by the flywheels, which is replacing cannonball drop. Uh, then we're going to get the wheel flip block run, spin hopper, and the warped wall. And then we're going to get into the back half of the course, which starts with the salmon ladder, followed by the clacker, which is that one with the handles where you have to, uh, you know, push and rotate the handles over uh, as you go along. And then uh, a new obstacle called Cane Lane, which I was very surprised was not sponsored by some kind of Christmas movie. Um, in August? <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like why like why weren't they wearing Santa hats? Why wasn't the cane uh, more like candy cane? I don't know, because it looked like it should have been. That's not really what I associate canes with. 
Christmas. I, it's not what I associate canes with, <laughs> but it's what I associate that particular red uh, cane with. <laughs> well, it's red because everything on the course is red or blue. I guess so. If it had been a blue cane, I, it would have been less candy cane-esque. Um, yeah, well, it the uh, the only like comment that Akbar makes about it that was memorable was saying he says that somebody is looking like Moses with it. And that's the opposite of Christmas. <laughs> is it? I mean, <laughs> I would say that making a Judaism reference is like pretty antithetical to Christmas. Isn't the opposite of Christmas the Grinch? Well, no, because the Grinch is... Or Scrooge? No, those are both specifically Christmas media (laughs) characters. That's like saying the opposite of Harry Potter is Voldemort. Like, no, those things are very closely related. They're from the same universe. They're from the same text. Well, then couldn't you then say that Christmas and uh, Judaism are also closely linked in the sense that they both have uh, their roots in religion? Well, they're both. Technically, they are from the same text, I guess, because. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because the Bible is the sequel to. I should have. That was a much better point that you just made for me. (laughs) To the Torah. No, you're right. Um, It's not the opposite. It's just interesting that it made you think so strongly of Christmas. It made me think of Moses. I think probably not necessarily Moses, but I think I associate shepherds uh, generally with the Torah. So when Akbar said that, I was like, yes. Well, there you go. Well, Cane Lane, how you do this is you use this candy cane uh, on this little track and you have to hop it over little bumps, uh, get it around uh, little bars and then hop it to another track that goes down. And it's really just navigating uh, yourself. It's a a little Mary Poppins-esque as well. Yeah, it should have been an umbrella. Right? Yeah, like using an umbrella to sort of like hop around. Um, And there is a Mary Poppins movie coming out with Emily Blunt. So they could have done some sponsored content there. I wonder if they built this obstacle (laughs) thinking that they would do sponsored content, but then they pushed the release date back on the movie. Or just Mary Poppins didn't agree to do the SponCon. It's true. I like the idea, though, that they designed a whole obstacle just thinking like, I'm sure this movie will agree to partner with us. If it worked with the Ninjago role, who would ever turn us down in Jurassic World? Um, so that's the cane lane. It, uh, closes out with the spider trap, which despite having a, uh, compelling performance on the spider trap in this episode, I'm still not super high on in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, we saw some struggle face. So we did. That's worth it. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a rare, rare struggle face though with the spider trap. Um, so we start off the episode with Mike Wright, who is the speedo ninja. Yeah. And he loves speedos. You don't like speedos. this guy, right? You insulted his speedo the last time. I don't love speedos. Yeah. Well, I think that my argument at the time was like, this makes it would be obnoxious if he wasn't a diver, but it makes sense because he's a diver. Sure, but I still <laughs> am not in love with speedos. Okay, you don't have to be. I just think that the speedo ninja is, uh, is a fine gimmick. He was the first black man to win the U.S. National Diving Championship. That's a good piece of trivia that will never come up because it's way too obscure. Yeah. And he, he didn't like speedos either uh, at first. And then turns out. Yeah. Maybe if you just tried it, you would like it. (laughs) You never know. You could be a a real Mike Wright and just turn all the way around on this. I feel like I've tried it with my eyes. I don't know what that means. And visually I'm not a fan. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you mean you imagined it? No, I'm just, I can see it on other people oh. and on other people. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you have tried it with your eyes. Okay. Yeah. I've tried looking at it and it's not okay. my thing. You're not a big Olympic diving fan. <laughs> no. Sometimes actually. they hurt themselves on it. No, on, on diving. I think <laughs> I think more so than any other Olympic sport that you watch, people get like seriously injured. So that's kind of exciting. Because sometimes they hit their face on the thing. The diving board. Is that exciting or cruel? <laughs> I don't think it's cruel. It's not like people do it to them. People don't whack them with a diving board. I think that it's just kind of um I don't know, it's probably a little more exhilarating. I don't watch really any Olympics at all, but we need we need to start a campaign to get safer diving conditions. <laughs> I think that it's just like a lot of pressure and you have to do so many things in such a short time on the way to the water. I can see how people get hurt. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mike Wright is going to do pretty well in this course. Uh, he, he takes this on. Uh, they mentioned the spin hopper knocked out 20 of the 30 athletes that are going to run this course. So, uh, that's interesting, especially considering we later learned that they made it even more difficult this time around, um, by increasing the distance between the two sides. Um, so. He is going to uh to take this on. He does manage to get through the uh the spin hopper, um, which took him out last time, which gets him to the warped wall, and he goes up the warped wall, and Akbar says, You never forget your first warped wall. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Probably. But I guess after a certain amount of warped walls, they probably all run together. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean Akbar probably remembers his first warped wall. Mike Wright is not <laughs> forget this warped wall his his very first um so uh he gets through there he gets to the the clacker and uh and then akbar says freestyle make it your own you're a swimmer freestyle no he's a diver mm. divers don't freestyle swimmers freestyle yeah that's what i'm saying so akbar's thing doesn't make any sense you you don't you don't understand akbar like i do the whole point was that he said freestyle and then he needed to find a way to make freestyle make sense. And swimming is close to diving. So, boom, he's a swimmer. That's how it works. Do you think there's ever been a diver that can't swim? Like, he's really good at jumping into the pool, but he can't get out of it? I like that um, as a concept. Yes. yes. I, think, I think that has happened at least once in the history of the world. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so he does get through the clacker after a massive save on one arm, but immediately goes down on the cane lane. Uh, it looks like he has, uh, not the best technique here. Uh, we're going to see uh, a few different athletes f try to figure out the technique for cane lane. The first obstacle that you need to get over with cane lane is a little, uh, bump in the, uh, on the pipe that you're, you're, you're traveling on. Um, and Instead of just doing a little hop where the cane portion over the uh, the bar, um, he pulls the cane back and then tries to bring it back over um, as opposed to keeping it over the thing the whole time. Um, and he is not able to do that fast enough. And uh, he goes down into the water. Yeah, I feel like it's not often we see obstacles where there's a completely detached component that isn't a ring. Yeah. 
So this is an interesting one because it's very easy to just completely miss and fall off of the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, so there goes Mike Wright. Uh, he's going to qualify for Vegas by making it this far. So uh, our first runner is going to qualify. Yeah, that's good because uh, it's very hot in Vegas. So Speedo will be appropriate. Speedo is never appropriate. So next up is uh, a montage starting with Eric Shepard, who is a Lyft driver who crashed out early on the flywheels. Um. I think that it's a shame that he didn't make it to the cane lane so that there could be a lot of shepherd jokes. Why are Lyft drivers shepherds? Just because they... His his last name is Shepherd. Oh, I thought you were... I thought you were talking about the Lyft driver. See, the, yeah. you you don't understand Matt either. Matt cares about the profession or something that happened on the course. <laughs> well, yeah, they've never made a name pun before. Definitely not. Um, then was Marcelino Riley, who lost a bunch of weight, but went out on the spin hopper. Yes, I remember him from qualifying. Yes. Then we had Madeline McNeil, the 21 year old college student who was bullied a lot in school, but a teacher changed her life by reaching out. Yeah, this was nice. It was Did nice. Did it say what the teacher taught? Um, no, we got an interview with the teacher, but I don't remember seeing what she taught. Because I'm interested in that because I firmly believe that uh, humanities teachers are better at this based on my anecdotal experience. And I want to be confirmed in that. I would be surprised if she was a math teacher. (laughs) You're anti-math teachers. Yes. Yes. Based on my own personal experience only. Not to any great math teachers that I'm sure are listening. But I had an extremely terrible track record with them in high school. All right. Were they also track coaches like my math teacher? Uh, That had bad track records? God. Was your math teacher actually a track coach? Okay. Um, No, I, I don't believe so. Well, there you go. But I wasn't on the track team. <laughs> uh, so she she now works at the Dream Center, uh, where she helps make kids feel good about themselves. Uh, this was a very cute story. Yeah, and uh, she has very cute space buns, and I like that all of her friends have fake pink ones. See, it's funny that you say that, because uh, I, I said it was a cute story. You said she had cute pink buns, um, and then uh, I believe Matt or Akbar, one of them said uh, that you can't help but love her story. You gotta love her story, and then Akbar said, you've also gotta love the pink buns on her head, <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah. we both just use the same word, basically Matt and Akbar, but with cute instead of got to love. And uh, and in both situations, I'm going to disagree. I don't like the pink buns. Why? Not a fan. That doesn't answer my question. I, I just uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't what, why do you dislike uh, non bearded people? They look worse. Exactly. She looks worse with pink buns. <laughs> No, she looks great. Um, <laughs> Women can do whatever they want with their hair. I only get to tell men what they what they have to do. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, you don't have to look like uh, the uh, fifth element version of Princess Leia. I don't really get 
either of those references. I do know Princess Leia space buns. Uh, what's the fifth element? It's the uh, Mila Djokovic movie with Bruce Willis. And she had, uh, I believe, pink hair. Hmm. OK, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic sci fi. What is the fifth element, though? You know what? I can't remember. <laughs> Big spoiler alert coming up for whatever <laughs> for whatever it is, if you find out. Um, so uh, <laughs> she takes on the course. Uh, apparently at 5'7", she is taller than most of the other female athletes, although they are going to talk about how um, uh, Jesse is also 5'7". Jesse's only 5'7"? Uh, yeah, apparently. Huh. I think of her as a lot taller than that. I feel like 5'7 isn't that tall. It's shorter than me. Wow. Brag about it. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone taller than me looks the same. <laughs> wow. Bigot. Um, <laughs> so uh, she doesn't have a lot of momentum on the spin hopper. She's basically doing like full pull ups every time she uh, she goes up and uh, and then she is going to fall down there. She's not going to be able to get past this obstacle. Isn't the wheel flip too similar to the flywheels to have right after each other? It is very. Or does she just make it look similar because she has to like do it, not how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, the the um, I, I, I feel like the variety in this course wasn't a whole lot. But I guess since they had the cane lane, uh, they felt like it didn't matter. Yeah, I guess so. It's just weird to have those right next to each other, especially because they both have wheel in the name. Mm. Um. So next up, we have another montage, um, but it's only one person. <laughs> it's, it's less of a montage and more of just like we're glossing over this because no one cares. Yeah, uh, we're just we're doing an, uh, a recreational run now. People are allowed to do exposition runs. Yeah, this is like uh, one of those like social media posts, but it's in the episode. <laughs> and like they've done much better versions of this, like with the dinosaur or the old person that Brent dressed up as or like uh, even like the, the puppy one um, like there there have been plenty of actual good like weird content that they could have put in an actual episode but they've put on social media but instead they need to put this uh, NASCAR guy on uh, on the actual episode yes he is allegedly a NASCAR NASCAR, NASCAR. Led, a NASCAR legend uh, named Todd Dillon and he just wanted to try the course for funsies and they put it on television yeah basically uh, so then we have uh, he he went down on the flywheels by the way yeah he was bad at it shocking yeah uh, next we had Tyler Yamauchi the 32 year old physical therapist we join him at the spin hopper and uh, he is going to do very well here dominating the spin hopper the salmon ladder the clacker just uh, just killing this course um, he does hop the cane when he gets to cane lane but uh, then when he uh, starts to do the next portion of it he is not able to uh, to stabilize the cane he's not able to reset it properly and he goes down uh, our next victim of the cane lane yeah he qualifies though right yes anyone that made it past the salmon ladder qualified oh yeah, yeah. heard <laughs> um, and in fact, one person that failed at the salmon ladder also qualified. Sure. Uh, this is a strange course. Um, 
So Jonas Duncan is up next. He is a trampoline park employee, uh, 20 years old. Um, and he is part of a uh, self-defined uh, gorgeous hair team. Yeah, but <laughs> this is kind of confusing because clearly this was filmed before Jake Murray got his haircut. Yeah. Even though they made a big deal about Jake Murray's haircut in his package, yeah. but this aired after. It's very strange. Jake Murray is on the hair squad, but even though we know that he doesn't have this hair anymore. This made no sense. Um, <laughs> especially like it doesn't it doesn't match continuity. Uh, it, it, it was not even that entertaining. Uh, and Jonas Duncan does not qualify. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why this happened. Yeah. So who's the all hair ninja team? It's Jonas Duncan, Jake Murray, Daniel Gill and and Rigel Henry. Henry. I, I guess okay. I guess the purpose might have been to set Rigel Henry up as like, oh, yeah, he's so a well-known ninja for him. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, none of them even have. They just have long hair, except for Daniel Gill. None of them have great hair. Yeah. Yeah. That was another another part of that. It can't just be like long, wispy, straight, dry hair. Mm. It doesn't count. Doesn't. Uh, so then we uh, he he did go out on the uh, the wheel flip after spending a lot of time on the flywheels. Uh, we then had a, another montage starting with Megan Anton, who struck out on the wheel flip because she plays softball. Um, Jesse Moore, uh, who is an engineer and couldn't generate any more power for the salmon ladder. I feel like there were uh, several engineering puns in there somehow. They always have a billion engineering things. Uh, then we had Kyle Stratman, who is the dog walker and uh, only five foot five and came up short on the wheel flip. And his dog, Blazo. Who, yes, barks a lot. Yeah, but we all get to see him anymore. Mm, not anymore, yeah. Uh, you seem devastated. So devastated to not see a dog, <laughs> dog barking. Um, so then we had Mario Brown, the 28-year-old math teacher slash football coach. Um, his friend was murdered in 2009, and he is now the godfather, uh, or he was the godfather, and now is uh, a big part of his friend's son and, uh, and is a big part of his life. Um, and he wants to run the course for his friend. Yes, he is also from Battle Creek, Michigan, and Battle Creek, Michigan is the home of the Kellogg's factory. Also uh, inspired the Halo map. There's a Battle Creek, Michigan Halo map? No, there's a Battle Creek Halo map, and I made up the fact that it's based on that. It just <laughs> happens to have the same name. Okay, because it's a very nothing city, but the Kellogg factory is there. I've toured it before. <laughs> It it's very fun. Battle Creek, Battle Creek sounds a lot more suitable for a map in the game Halo than an actual town in real life. Well, I think it was probably named after like a Civil War tussle or something. There you go. There's probably a creek there and there probably was a battle. Probably. It wouldn't surprise anyway. me. I stand all Michigan legends. All right. Well, Mario gets hung up, uh, gets really hung up on the rope for the archer steps um, and then barely makes the platform after a near miss on the flywheels. Uh, but uh, but Akbar, he's he's on board with Mario Brown. He says he's getting through this course on muscle and hustle. Yeah. 
I guess that makes sense, even though he's not hustling very much because it's not a fast pace. Yeah. And uh, and then he does go down on the spin hopper soon after Akbar says that. So not that much muscle. Yeah. Next up, we have another montage starting with Nicole Martinez, who is a school teacher and brought another apple. Yeah, I think she learned to take a smaller bite of it this time. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, real just really knows exactly how to get Akbar's attention, I think. Because Akbar loves teachers. Yeah. And also like gimmicks like that at the starting line. Mm, and apples. Does he? <laughs> isn't, isn't that what he throws? Uh... Oh, Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's just like what he what he plays off of every time there's a teacher, a female teacher. Yeah. It's not like he, he's not he's not making these teacher comments about uh, about any of the male teachers. Yes, he was not. Uh, he was not talking about uh, Mario Brown. What? a <laughs> They don't have teach. I wish I had a teacher like that. He, he <laughs> has a great track record as a math teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't hate all math teachers. Yeah, only the ones exactly. that aren't from Michigan. Um, so, uh-huh. so next we had Alex Carson uh, in the montage, who is a baker and an engineer. But they went and with, a tuba player. They went with baker because that's uh, that's easier. But tuba player is better. Okay, what's the what's the pun for tuba player? Um, he. Uh, <laughs> And okay. also, Listen, what does he does he make uh, Matt Nockbar play the tuba? No, <laughs> he had them eat one of his cheesecakes, and then they got to say, "Mmm, delicious." Go buy his cheesecakes, uh, and uh, and then he went out on the clacker. They didn't make a pun anyway. Uh, he got blown into <laughs> the water <laughs> by the clacker. <laughs> he went tubular into the water. <laughs> Yeah, or something like that. Um, I feel like there's something that can be done with brass. I don't really know much about tubas. I lived next to um, the tuba house in Ann Arbor one year. Um, All of the tuba players in the marching band lived in the same house. A tuba house. Yeah, and they put the word tuba-like Greek letters on the front of the house, but it just said tuba. That disgusts me. (laughs) Why? Just the smugness of it. There were there were five of them, I believe. It was four men and one woman. Now we're so cool. We're tuba house. They definitely did not um, strike me as either cool or people who think that they're cool. <laughs> Anybody that uses Greek letters? Uh, no, no, no. But like they weren't Greek letters. They were just like regular letters, but they had them on their house, like how frats oh, do. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm less disgusted. It, no, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't like they took like a tau and an upsilon and a beta and an alpha and wrote tuba with them. It was just regular letters, but they had them on display like a friend. You had house. me very worried. <laughs> so yeah, the frat tau, upsilon, beta, alpha. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Rigel Henry is up next. He's 30 years old and he works with... I didn't catch this and I purposely didn't look it up because I wanted to be confused for the podcast. I have it. Uh, he works with shockcrete. Is that, yeah. is that the term? You nailed it. Is it, is it, is it the opposite of concrete? Uh, like, like, no, that would be procrete. Right. That's what I figured. <laughs> so would the opposite of shockcrete be like concrete? Absorbcrete. Yeah. Um, 
I think it just, I don't know. What does it do? It, it like blasts concrete away. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm looking it up. Okay. It's not shock Crete. It's shot Crete. Oh, I thought it was shock Crete too. <laughs> okay. Here we go. That makes a lot more shot Crete where you shoot the concrete out of a, uh, uh, some kind of mortar device. Like a hose, but big. <laughs> One says sprayed concrete is, uh, shotcrete or sprayed, sprayed concrete is concrete or mortar conveyed through a hose. Yes. Uh, uh and, uh, pneumatically projected at high velocity onto a surface as a construction technique. I like shotcrete better. I do too. Shot, so, shot Crete. Rigel Henry, you should consider that. Yeah, shot Crete, I feel like it doesn't need an, an extra name. Like, uh, it's just, it's just like concrete that you shoot. Yeah. You could just say, I'm a concrete shooter. Also, that kind of sounds like you shoot at concrete with guns. <laughs> I shoot concrete. Like, uh, I work with concrete. Wasn't that just one method of, of, of using concrete? Why isn't he just no. a concrete worker? I was going to say, he's not a concrete worker because then he would never get cast on American Ninja Warrior because they're like, oh, we already have 11 no, of those. No, that would make them cast him on American Ninja Warrior because <laughs> they're like, oh, we have 11 of those. Let's make it 12. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that there isn't a ninja versus ninja team of concrete workers yet yeah the the the, the shot creators yeah that's a terrible name we'll keep working on it but adam rails the captain rigel henry is there yes well this is a new job for him because he moved recently and this job is going to make him uh much better at american ninja warrior yeah, because I guess uh, this takes a lot of muscle. What was his job before? Uh, beach bum, I believe, was the official title. Yeah, but like straight edge beach bum because he doesn't drink or do drugs. Correct. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> just in case people did not catch the sarcasm there. I have no <laughs> idea what he did previously. <laughs> he just talked about how he used to be on the beach all the time. Yeah. Uh, so we join him at Block Run, um, and he uh, he goes through this course, getting all the way to Cane Lane, where Akbar then says uh, he's like Moses with that staff. This is when Lita finally got her first impressions of this obstacle. Apparently, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, it sometimes takes her a little while. That's Lay not off what I of said. her in the comments, guys. Jeez, why are you so hard on Lita? I said that my first impression of the obstacle was also biblical. And then Akbar said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Sure. <laughs> Rewind the tape. That's, what that's I said. Yes. Everyone make sure. I mean, uh, just, you know, don't rewind the tape because we don't want to have to prove Lita. Let's just let's just take Lita at her word. We'll we'll move on. We need to be nicer to Lita. Um, so let's let's agree that she's definitely telling the truth right now. Shepherds always <laughs> remind me of the Torah. Uh, all I'm saying. <laughs> so. Uh, he manages to get through the uh, the uh, cane lane. He manages to get through it. Yeah, 
completely exhausted, but he does it. He does. So he uh, he then gets onto the spider trap and he can't get traction. Um, and it seems like this is not going to work, but he struggles his way all the way up the uh, spider trap and does manage to complete the course. Uh, we finally do get a good spider trap attempt here. Um, but uh, but like I said, it basically required somebody to not be able to do it properly um, and who is already very tired uh, in order to get it, uh, get a, a good run out of it. And so uh, I'm still anti spider trap, even though this is a very good run here from Rigel and his first city uh, city final course completion. He also looks super weird doing it because we see most people do it with their hands facing upward, um, like how you would just do like the normal spider climb. But his are facing down for some reason. He looks like a scarecrow. Um, and it's really it looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable is probably a good way to describe the spider trap for many people. Yeah, I just don't understand why he did that with his body. But he's the ninja and I'm not. So there you go. Uh, we then had Michael Bauer, uh, or Boyer, sorry. Um, I, I remember because he's very young and I thought, oh, he's like a boy, Boyer. Like Chef Boyer D. Yeah. Uh, 22 years old, National Guardsman. Uh, we joined. And EMT. Yes. And we joined him at the Spin Hopper. Um, and, uh, he does very well here. Uh, he struggles a bit on the clackers, but manages to get through. Uh, however, by the time he gets to cane lane, his hands are just going to slip right off of that candy cane. Yes. Um, and I'm sad that there wasn't some sort of like, he was able to resuscitate his run or something. Mm. If you were in a montage. And also you would have thought that his hands would have stuck to the candy cane more because they're often very sticky. It's not a candy cane. <laughs> Says you. This is your this is your goy brain. <laughs> goy brain. Doing, wow. Doing this Such bigotry on this podcast. <laughs> That's not a bad word. <laughs> It's not bigotry. Uh, next up is Jerry D. Aurelio, uh, who has a package all about her embarrassing dad who bangs on drums. Yeah, this is so weird because we've seen a lot of Jerry D'Aurelio before, but I don't think her dad has ever been playing the drums before. No, I don't think I've seen that before, no. <laughs> But like, according to the package, like this is what he's been doing since like her high school track meets or whatever. Do you think producers have just like told him to like, hey, don't do that. That's really distracting. But then this year they were like, oh, we need another thing for Jerry to talk about so you can bring your drum. No, here's what happened. Uh, Jerry told us that she would often lie to her father about uh, her, her track meets so that he wouldn't show up. I think right. that she has been hiding a secret American Ninja Warrior life from her father up until now he finally found out and she is forced to uh, allow him to show up and at that point the American Ninja Warrior producers were like oh my god what a great story or she's just been telling him that she's been running in different cities he would catch she's on like, yeah I'm in Minneapolis this year he would catch on to that he would go to every <laughs> single one of them and bang drums yeah that was a fun story because she was like I had a crush on this boy and my dad showed up with a drum <laughs> So horrifying. This reminded me of, uh, speaking of track, of my cross-country team who would often show up to football games with big uh, big drums and trash cans and bang on things. Really? Yes. Why did they do that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it 
it's well, we were the, we didn't have any cheerleaders so uh uh we were the cheerleaders we just banged on things that's nice yeah <laughs> it's like a good community spirit this just reminds me of my dad who was a regular at the uh restaurant that i worked at um and i would always tell him not to come while i was working you'd always tell him not to come with a drum in hand and beating on it <laughs> oh go lita you're really serving those foods <laughs> Uh, but i i really would sometimes like not tell him my work schedule and be like yeah i'm working not on that day so he wouldn't come so this really extends into adulthood as well there you go uh so she does end up going out here on the spin hopper but it is going to be good enough to qualify for vegas uh here um so that is it for jerry for now yeah and matt and akbar are like Remember, only two women qualify, and Jesse Lebrecht already basically has one of those spots. So, yes, only one other woman is going through. Basically, uh, Jerry just got to this obstacle faster than Madeline did. So, uh, we're going to say it's probably Jerry and uh, and Jesse. Jesse, yep, pretty much. This was not the strongest women field we've seen. Nah, not quite. Uh, next up was Brian Arnold who is a 40-year-old. They called him a course designer. This is new. I don't know. Whatever. He got the, he got so done dirty by the commercial run. Yes, he got commercial <laughs> run. Yeah. I hope they I, get a cut of the commercial uh, revenue here. Maybe. Maybe they offer, like, okay, who wants the commercial break run? We'll give you money. But yeah, like, you know, uh, who, who was a big enough star that when they ran during the commercials, uh, a lot of people stayed for them and didn't uh, fast forward or more, you know, whatever it is people do to not watch commercials. I fast forwarded. I can't watch these. Yeah. I, like, I just it cannot hold my attention without the sound and like tiny in the corner of the screen. Mm. So how do you do? So he manages to get all the way to Cane Lane. Uh, where he misses the jump in the middle section uh, from one track to another. Um, he is the slowest to uh, Kane Lane, though. Um, so uh, he will qualify, but, uh, you know, at the bottom of the Kane Lane finishers or failures. Okay, well, congrats on the new career, Brian Arnold. There you go. Next up was... What was he before? Just like rock climber? I think he had uh, like a couple different... He, oh yeah, he was like a rock climber, and then I think he might have been something else. Uh, but now he's a course designer, according to his lower third. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Next up is Trevor West, who is twenty years old and a total copycat. Because uh, he's also from Michigan. No, because he also oh. was bullied in school. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Way to copy Madeline, dude. And Ma- Madeline owns being bullied. OK, that's her intellectual property. And guess what? Madeline is actually doing something to help other kids. And you just got all swole and uh, think you're cool now. Yeah, he's like uh, Revenge of the Nerds sing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, he got he got bullied in school for being small, uh, and then uh, he got he got all buff, started winning local ninja competitions, and uh, and now he's here to uh, to prove that he is worthy of American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and while he's on the course, Akbar said something that was too real to me, where he goes, "No pain, fearless. That's the sign of a twenty-year-old." I was like, "Oof, yeah. Remember when not everything hurt." When I was 20. Aren't you like 21? <laughs> Is that a joke? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm a little older than that, and I have all kinds of fears and anxieties that I did not have when I was 20. I feel like I, I had no pain and was fearless when I was 20. The, the joke is that at, uh, <laughs> you it, like I think to the majority of people listening to this podcast, they are going to uh, go, Lita, it was yesterday that you were 20 years old. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've had a traumatic couple of years, everybody. <laughs> I am I am full of fear in a way that I was not a few years ago. All right. So that, that really hit me. Well, uh, he is very fast and smooth all the way up to, uh, Kane Lane, um, and, uh, doing very well on the course. Akbar calls it, uh, the aggressive finesse is, uh, his uh, technique on the Kane Lane. Yeah. Fingress. <laughs> if it sounds like it should be a portmanteau. Aggressive finesse, fingressive. I personally feel like it shouldn't be used. This, these two terms should not be combined. Aggressive finesse. Yeah, yeah I mean, it definitely is an oxymoron because <laughs> finesse is by definition subtle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Akbar is just a poet. We can't take issue with his vocabulary. I guess not. Uh, he does finish with the fastest time of the night so far. He managed to complete the, the whole course. Yeah, good for him. There you go. Do you really not know how old I am? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. No, we'll move on. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Who's next? <laughs> are, do you really think I don't know how old you are? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know when my birthday is. I, I do know when your birthday is. You're going to my Twitter <laughs> right now. I can see you typing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie she's lying to you right now it's just taking you this long to think of it what you want you actually want me to tell you no you're fine <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what i have to do with lita she's be, she's coming at me like this i feel so attacked she said good morning to me this morning every day is a pop quiz but it's always the same question and it's when's my birthday <laughs> Uh, so, uh, next up, we have another montage starting with James Wilson, the Natty Ninja. Um, isn't this the name of a person? Oh, Jeff Wilson. Okay. I was going to say, isn't this the exact name of someone who is on Survivor Palau? But it's not. There was a James and a Jeff Wilson, and I mashed them up in my brain. So, never mind. There you go. Uh, James Wilson is going to slam into the flywheels twice and then go down on the wheel uh, clip. Flip. Flip? I knew that was wrong. <laughs> My favorite athlete, Clip Rodriguez, <laughs> is the designer of this obstacle. That's what happens when you're typing very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Chris Ganji who missed the transition on Kane Lane and uh, goes down there. Does quali- he does qualify for Vegas. Um, and then uh, Dan Palizzi, who uh, made it through Kane Lane, but uh, could not get up the spider trap. He could not get any traction. I kind of wish that we had seen that because I don't think we've seen anybody fail on the spider trap yet. Nope. They, uh, there, I think there have been two people that have failed there so far, and both people were montaged. I just also always want to see Dan Palizzi's runs. There you go. 
so then we had Kyle Schulze, the 28-year-old deaf ninja. Uh, and he trains deaf kids to be ninjas. <laughs> uh-huh. And he earns a prestigious shanana. Well, we hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry. That's the only note I have about it. Yeah. He, I didn't know when it happened. He struggles through the clackers, uh, but does manage to make it through. And uh, and they say with that, he qualifies for Vegas. Little did they know he had already qualified just by touching the salmon ladder. Um, yep. And uh, yes, we do get uh, the 6.5 shanana. Uh, Six and two thirds. Uh, you, can't, you can't even decimal point yours. Uh, 6.66 recurring. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot of words to have to use. That's what all I'm saying. Um, So and uh, you also have to abbreviate like uh, you're not being very specific uh, with you're leaving out a lot of sixes there. I said recurring. Yeah, but uh, now you're forcing the listeners to have to extrapolate like, okay, so there's six, six, and then it it recurs. So it's more sixes. Listeners, Taryn is calling you too dumb to understand the concept of 6.66 with a line over it. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm saying that I am doing them the favor of not having to make them do extra work. No. Someone in the comments last week said like that uh, we missed one of the Shananas, which brought it up to my correct ex- estimation. Of, of what? 7.5? I don't understand. I don't know. Six and two thirds. Oh, now it would be seven and two thirds. He said that last week um, he commented on last week's episode and said that by my correct estimation, we're actually at six and two thirds. Not five and two thirds, as you and I had. See, this is upon. you are making this way more confusing than it has to be. No, I'm They're, just saying they that said we, that they said that it's not five, but it's six. That's what that's yeah, the gist just, of what you're getting at. He's just saying that we missed a full one. Okay. So we actually should be at seven and two thirds. Okay. Good to, good to know. Thank you. But he did include in the, the comment that my that my counting system is correct well here's the thing if they think that your counting system is correct then i'm not sure that we can trust their judgment when it comes <laughs> to uh seeing the shananas they said we missed one in dallas all right well uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get some confirmation from somebody who has correct judgment um in order to fully add this to the count but for for now for now we'll take them at their word um but uh we'll we'll this was this was from a person named ben glad y'all are back i've been diligently keeping a shanana count as well and there are actually two shananas in the dallas city finals so using lito's correct logic we're up to six and two thirds didn't you count two um, I counted, I was counting through cause we'd like sped through all of the episodes that we missed. Mm-hmm. I counted, um, two total, but apparently there were two in Dallas plus the one in whatever other city there was one. Ah, I see. All right. Well, like I said, let's get some, uh, so up to seven. some real true, uh, actual good, uh, math people on this one who know the correct, uh, half half counts um to to get on this case and then we'll we'll have a good official number here uh so then uh we had um this was also this was a shocking fall a little bit because he had just made the hard transition on Kane Lane um when all of a sudden he just kind of went right back into the water uh and that's when we do get the shana na yes yeah our seventh and two thirds this one see see how much trouble you're having <laughs> see 
Uh, <laughs> next, we had another montage with only one person in it. Um, and that person was <laughs> just like, we don't want to show you Travis Rosen. Yeah. Bye. Travis Rosen gets taken out by Kane Lane. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Remember how old he is? No. Please tell me. Like, I don't know. You don't know how old they didn't remind is. me this time. They <laughs> this is why they need to remind us every time. They're like, you know, by Matt Knockbar's standards, he's like 90. Something like that. Next is Ethan Swanson, the 28-year-old stuntman. Uh, and he talks about how he's doing the swan everywhere. Yeah, the swan, uh, if you don't know, is... Uh, would you call this a dance move? I would call it uh, a a move. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of flap your wings. Um, I It's well documented that I do not like swans. Um, so I'll just come clean about that so i will not be doing this one how did i know that you were going to be a uh a grinch about the swan because you know that i don't like swans well look he uh he talked he he's like look the swan is just it's just a fun thing uh you know it's 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 you're having fun no serious faces when you're doing the swan it's just it's you're supposed to be you know having fun and being goofy and uh, uh you know i guess i guess lita's just uh, she's too cool for that I just think that swans are too tall. I think they're aggressive. And I think it's weird that they mate for life because they're birds and they all look the same. And also they were everywhere in Zurich and it really unnerved me. Okay, well, first of all, (laughs) not weird that they mate for life. There's nothing wrong with that. Second of all, you do realize that people do not actually become swans when they do the swan. They're just moving their arms. What? What? Wait. I'm sorry if this knowledge shocks you. Wait. So then what's the point of doing it? It's just to have fun. That's what he said. You're just having some fun. You're doing the swan. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Don't you agree that they're too tall, though? Why? No. Why? Why are they too tall? Swans? Have you seen them? Uh, yes, I have seen a swan. They're so large. <laughs> Once again, I'm pretty sure they're not taller than me. So, like, that's your standard. Pretty Anything much, that's not taller than you is not too tall. The second an animal you... is taller than me, that's when I start to get a little bit like, okay, you're a little tall. What if a spider was taller than you? I would be I would be like that's too tall for a oh, spider. Oh sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if a spider was one inch shorter than you? That would still be scary. I'd I'd be like, yeah, I feel like I could take him. <laughs> Any animal that Okay, I just think that it, no bird should be larger than a sparrow except for penguins. The bigotry on this podcast is unbelievable. So much sizeism, birdism, uh, all kinds of isms here. I'll go on the on the record as a birdist. (laughs) Everybody knows I don't like birds. Wouldn't wouldn't a birdist make you partial to birds? (laughs) No, too racist. Too (laughs) racist. Too racist. The sentence I was going to say didn't even make any sense. I was going to say, do racists love races? And it's like, yeah, one of them. That's the whole point. 
<laughs> so, so you must if, love at least one bird if you're a yeah, birdist. Yeah, I like peng. I like penguins a lot. Um, right. <laughs> that's, that's why that's why I won. So I am a birdist. Yes. So uh, we join Ethan Swanson at the Spin Hopper, uh, and he does complete the course with the fastest time of the night, uh, and that time is going to hold. Yeah, it must be all of the doing the swan. He flew through the course. Can they? Yeah, I guess they can. (laughs) Next up is uh, our final montage is starting with David Wommelswarf, who is a pastor and his grip was not as strong as his faith at the spin hopper. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had Brad Spine, the professional arm wrestler. Great name. Yes. uh, And he was the latest victim of Kane Lane. Professional arm wrestler. How much money does that make? Uh, all the money. Oh, well, I should look into that. I'm currently actively seeking employment. Yeah. Well, all you need to do is max out the bet. You make a bet on yourself and then you win the arm wrestle. And then everyone's like, whoa, you're like super strong. And then you win the money. Okay. I think that I this could be a job that I could do. It seems like um, it wouldn't require that many hours of work per week. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have to get up early. You could do it while watching American Ninja Warrior. Just, you know, hold up your hand and like try to, you know, push something down. But then I would have to, oh, like train for it? Yeah. While watching American Ninja Warrior? Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think that it would have health insurance, though, which is the most important thing for me in a job. Who needs health insurance when you are so fit and healthy <laughs> that your arm is super strong? You're so strong you can just fight the infections with your, yeah. with your arm? You wrestle them arm. away with your arm. Okay, well then, this seems like the perfect job for me. I'm going to start training. You're welcome. Thank you. Next up was Philip Hockey, the beard ninja who had a patriotic beard. And as we all know, Lita loves beards. So she loves Philip Hockey and uh, she is very fond of his beard. He ruined. He took the beard ninja from all of these people with great beards like Ryan Stratus, who could have the beard ninja name. And he defiled his beard by making it this. (laughs) It's all of Lita's favorite things. Patriotism and beards? Yeah. I would say that I, there's one for two there. You can guess. People at home. Yeah. Uh, he goes down at the salmon ladder. Um, and luckily for Lita, this is the guy who failed at the salmon ladder. Who did qualify for Vegas? Thank God. I just think that uh, maybe like a nice like turquoise glitter beard or something. If he's going to dye his beard. Something other than this. This isn't even... I don't understand what this flag is. It's red, white, and blue, but it's only three stripes. It's uh, three stars. <laughs> only three stripes for three colors? What? <laughs> it's, it's three stars. Uh, you, you want him to do 50 stars on a, on a beard? But it looks like it is a specific flag. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I think it, They say it's patriotic, it, but it doesn't look like... I don't think like it was a flag. I think it was just patriotic. Stars and stripes and the colors. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't really get it. 
you wouldn't. You're not really a beard person. Uh, I've been lying this whole time. So next up, we have Isaac Caldiero, the 36-year-old professional rock climber. We get a big package about how he is the only million-dollar winner, and he is here to take on the course once again, Lita. Yeah, they call him the only man in history to win a million dollars, which factually not true. <laughs> it's it's better than the only Ninja Warrior, though. Uh, yes. I appreciate that that bit. Yeah, at least they've changed that. Yes, Isaac is going to take on this course and then very quickly is going to go down on block run. And that is it. No more Isaac this season. He's done. Yeah, but he's had that polo shirt since he was 10. Ooh. That's pretty impressive. Do you catch that detail? Did, what, is that a real thing? Yeah, he says that. They're like, oh, did you buy that snazzy polo shirt for this for this season? And he's like, no, I've had this shirt since I was 10. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Christina's like, will you be back next year? And he's like, there's a good chance. And it doesn't seem super genuine to me. Well, he says, I've, I've caught the bug now. Mm. I'm going to come back. All right. Like Eric Middleton. Exactly. Uh, this is actually pretty par for the course for Isaac. Um, he was always somebody who was not the most consistent person. Yeah. Um, obviously very talented. And when he makes it through these kinds of obstacles, which are his weakness, uh, he is very good at getting through the more challenging upper body stuff. But uh, but it does not surprise me that it, that he went out here. Yeah, I will say I like Isaac. I have no issue with Isaac, but it's also like not too much of a bummer to see this because it puts you in the unfortunate position if he goes to Vegas of like kind of having to root against him because like, is anybody going to really be satisfied with the only person who's ever won being also the second person to do like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that that would have been a very satisfying ending to the season for me. Well, I I think it, it would be fine if if he was like if he seemed like a loyal ninja warrior for you know what i mean like uh like when yeah. this happens in sasuke like even if even once the you know uh makoto nagano achieves ultimate victory you want him to do it again because he's makoto nagano he's the face of the show like everybody loves the guy uh when isaac does it and then like you know, bounces for a few years, uh, like see a suckers and then comes back and he's like, so about that money, uh, can I get some more of it? Uh, yeah. it's, it's not as, like you want to see people like, uh, you, you know, like, like Drew, uh, or Joe, like you want to see these people who are like the, 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 that you've watched for a long time. You feel like you have more of a connection with, uh, you know, you're, you're rooting for those guys. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. So then we have finally Jesse Lebrecht, the 28 year old uh, who is uh, has always qualified for Vegas um, and uh, she wants to finish her first finals course. She wants to be the first uh, woman since Casey to uh, complete a finals course. Uh, and Casey did that all the way back in season six. I can't believe no woman has done that since then. That didn't even I didn't even know that. Well, they've they've kind of changed the uh, like the style of the final finals courses since uh, season six. Um, and uh, I think that's like despite the fact that we now have much like we have so many more talented female athletes. Uh, it's just like a different kind of course now. Like it's an entirely different thing. Yeah. She's going to be inducted into the University of Maine Hall of Fame later this year. Are you going to go visit her plaque <laughs> no. or whatever? 
I did not, I did not go to the University of Maine. No, but you're from Maine. It's true. You could go see the University of Maine. Where is it? Is it close to your house? <laughs> yeah, very, very close. I don't know. <laughs> I think um, I think I might know uh, somebody who ended up going to the University of Maine who holds a track or cross country record. A track there. record? Yeah, they were probably a math teacher. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, well, I don't. How am I supposed to know how far the University of Maine is from your house? That's not a ridiculous question. <laughs> What, do you, what is Maine like uh, <laughs> like 50 miles square miles like what, what's going on I don't know it's like it's not that big it's from it's pretty big it's smaller than Michigan mm, is it I think geographically yeah I think it's also smaller well and population wise I think it's also smaller than Pennsylvania probably not by a ton in either case but I think that it is geographically smaller than both of those places all right. Uh, the sizes of 50 states in square miles. Okay, so we have to go and find all of those individual. Um, it's definitely in the... I don't know. I would say it's in the bottom... Can I guess what, what rank it has? Sure. Okay, so out of 50 states, I think that geographically, Maine is probably the... Uh, 30th largest. Wow. No. What? Yeah. No, no, no. This is what well, you said. No. no. Yeah, we'll go 30. You're going with 30? Yeah. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Am I super wrong? Is it way smaller? It's the 39th. Okay. It's, I wasn't, uh, that's not embarrassingly wrong. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, pr pretty much in, in the, in the range of, uh, of the majority, like not, not too far off the average. Um, the, the very much smaller states, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Hawaii, Connecticut, Delaware, and Rhode Island, uh, all, all under 10,000, uh, square miles. Right. But so it's not that big. Well, it's the 39th biggest. It's not that big, but it's also not that small. <laughs> I don't know where the University of Maine is or where York is, so <laughs> they could be near each other. Michigan is uh, is uh, less than uh, less than is it's over over twice as big, but less than three times as big as Maine. Okay, what's Michigan like? Eighteenth largest? Um, Michigan is uh, I lost it. It's eleventh. You are Ooh. you are undervaluing your own uh, prior estimation <laughs> of these states. I know. Well, I just think of those southern states as so big. I don't know if Michigan's larger than your Louisiana's or your Missouri's or whatever. Um, bigger than both of those. Wow. Yeah, that surprises me. I've never really been to the South other than Nashville, so I don't have a good sense of those states because I haven't studied their maps. Yeah, to, I mean, to be fair, that uh, that site was like kind of sketchy looking. So, I'm I'm sure that no one would make up that kind of data. <laughs> Look, fake news is abundant, Lita. Yeah, that's true. This is just uh, Michigan propagandists trying to bolster us, <laughs> trying to make it seem like they've got bigger states. <laughs> 
Um, so Jesse wants to finish uh, this, this finals course. Um, she does manage to qualify for Vegas just by making it to the spin hopper. Uh, she does get through the spin hopper, still the only woman to do so. Um, she then becomes the first woman to complete the clackers as well. Um, but she immediately goes down at Kane Lane, unfortunately. She just misses the first hop and she continues the streak of matching the performance of her boyfriend, Chris Deganji, uh, on every single time that they have uh, run together. Yeah, that's really cute. I know that you're blind with rage right now. He's bl- blind with rage. About it. Since, yeah. <laughs> uh, real cute. Real cute, guys. <laughs> I think it's sweet. On Lita's almost birthday uh, month, <laughs> the, the day of the month. What? Uh, it's 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 like a good what fourteen days until your uh, something birthday anniversary. No, it's not fourteen days until my something birthday anniversary. What's the date? It's the ninth. Oh, today today is August ninth. Mm-hmm. So what? Fifteen days. Uh, twenty six minus nine, I believe, is seventeen. Damn it. So it would be 17 days until my 3 twelfths birthday, a.k.a. one-fourth. Uh, uh, disgusting. Disgusting that they would do this. <laughs> you didn't know my birthday. Um, no, I just uh, unfortunately had bad math there. No, you stop it. You would never admit to having bad math. No, literally, I have your birthday up on my screen. Uh, it was unfortunately you couldn't subtract bad math. nine from seven from twenty six. Um, so. Shameful. Uh, so she goes out here on the uh, on Kane Lane. Uh, unfortunately, not going to complete the. This is the second episode in a row. I feel like that it kind of ends on a bummer, um, where uh, you know both Drew and Jesse did not complete the course last episode. Then we see Isaac go out very early, and Jesse is not going to complete the course this episode. Um, it's kind of weird to put them back to back to me. Yeah, and this whole episode is like. I, they didn't really have any other options. What were they going to do? End with Rigel? I guess. I guess they could yeah. end with Ethan, but that's weird. But that's why, like, space space these ones out a little bit more. Don't put them back to back. Well, I don't think they can. I don't know. They, they, they mess with the order yeah. all the time. That's why You're we right. got the beard uh, or the the hair squad. Um, you know, after <laughs> with we Jake Murray yeah. with his long hair. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so we end up with a leaderboard here of uh, Ethan Swanson at the top, the fastest finisher of the night, followed by Trevor West and Rigel Henry. Those are the only three finishers. Uh, I, this might be uh, uh, kind of a first here where like Ethan Swanson is the biggest name here on this uh, this finisher leaderboard um then we had dan palizzi who went out on the spider trap then tyler yamauchi who went out on the on cane lane then michael boyer travis rosen chris deganji brad spine kyle schulze mike wright jesse lebrecht and Brian Brian Arnold, who all went out on Kane Lane. Then we had Alex Carson, who failed at the Clacker. And finally, Philip Hucky, the Beard Ninja, uh, who went out on the Salmon Ladder. Yes. So close. <laughs> yes. And uh, I believe this is... Uh, we saw every single one of these, whether it was... Uh, on a commercial run, a montage, or uh, a fully fully aired run here. Good for you, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. 
then the women qualifiers, obviously Jesse Lebrecht, we, as we mentioned, qualified uh, the regular way, um, but also took up the one of the women spots. And uh, Jerry D. Aurelio is the other female qualifier for Vegas going out on the spin hopper. Congrats. Yes. Two big female names. The only two big female names of the night. Yes. Uh, so that is uh, that's the in- Indianapolis finals. Yeah. Where are we going next? Minneapolis. Know. Is that the last one? Uh, I, don't I don't know. I can't keep track of these things. <laughs> All right. I think there's two more, isn't there? I don't know. Nobody else ever told me I had to be prepared for this podcast. Disgraceful. Oh, Philly. Um, yeah, we've got Philly and Minneapolis, I think. So. All right. There you go. Uh, so we'll be back next week and uh, we'll we will update you on the Shanana account in the correct way. If you've been keeping track and you have good judgment, reach out. It's very important. <laughs> Those two qualities. Yes. Good judgment. And also you've been counting how many times Akbar said Shanana on the entire season of American Ninja Warrior, which everyone does who watches. Obviously. Anyone with good judgment. <laughs> OK, right. So these it's basically redundant to say that. You need good judgment to do that. Well, not necessarily. This is like, uh, you know, uh, not all squares or rectangles or whatever it is. Not all squares. Okay. (laughs) What else do we have to do? Oh, I have a review. All right. What's the review? People have actually been leaving them. So thank you. Keep doing that. Um, This is from Giggles Galore. Five stars. Nope, that's the name of the <laughs> that's the name of the thing. We're doing great. It's the name of the review. This is from Serena twenty fourteen. Uh five stars. Love this podcast. The hosts provide good coverage of the show mixed with sarcasm and witty banter. They are kind of like the Laurel and Hardy of podcasters. Do you know who these people are? Because I had to Google them. Uh I don't, but we're probably uh, making people mad. Well, apparently they're like a vaudeville duo. Um, uh, like a comedic vaudeville duo. They, uh, yeah, they did slapstick. Yeah, which is definitely how I would describe our comedy dynamic as well. Um, um so thank you very much for that review. Uh, please keep leaving them for us. Yes. Also, you should change your name to Giggles Galore or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that was the. Yeah, that's a better name for you than it is for the title of the review. It's a better name for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. But it sounds like a drag name. Does it? Yeah. Giggles galore. Yeah, that's good. Do we have any other orders of business to take care of? Uh, Make sure you uh, check stuff out like my Twitch channel, Taryn Armstrong on Twitch. You can follow me on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. You can follow Lita at Lita Tweeted. And check out our Big Brother coverage. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Lita Grammed. Yeah, follow follow me on Instagram uh, and not Lita, uh, because I post much more uh, relevant and compelling things. Yeah, there's a lot of content on Taryn's Instagram. I can't keep up with that presence. Mm. Um, yeah, also, so you think you can dance? Podcast came out with one this week. Check that out. We did a draft um, that I'm gonna lose, but that's okay because I won last year. Um, yeah, do that. There you go. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. This was fun. (laughs) Wow. It's time for bed. Yeah. Taryn is also in almost complete darkness (laughs) at this point. It's because the lights slowly dim. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'll uh, let you do that then. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for checking out the podcast. Thank you, everyone with good judgment who is going to uh, message us on Twitter and and such. And uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Terry and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American